because I like to give you advice coupled with doable action steps, I have five ways to make time for a healthy lifestyle. Welcome to the Fueled and Fit Podcast, where fitness and nutrition meet motherhood. My name is Janae Wise, otherwise known as the Fit Mom Coach. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition coach, yoga teacher, mom of eight, and military wife. This is a podcast for busy moms like you and is all about helping you maximize your fitness and optimize your nutrition. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here and hope our time together will be beneficial to you. Before we get started, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at the Fit Mom Coach. I post regularly on my stories and love interacting with followers through my stories or DMs. I would love to see you there. I also have a YouTube channel that you might be interested in, which is just my name, Janae Wise, where I share free short format yoga flows and other workouts. I would also love to see you there. Now, on to the show. Hi, and welcome to episode 18 of the Fueled and Fit podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today we are going to talk about how you can make time for fitness, specifically five ways you can make time for a healthy lifestyle. Before we jump in, real quick, I want to let you know that enrollment for my next and last Accelerate program of 2023 will be that will begin April 17th and go through June 10th is now open. So registration is open and this will be the last session of Accelerate for this year. And the next one will not be until January of next year. Accelerate is an eight-week small group training program that will help you get in the best shape of your life. In this program, you'll get nutrition as well as fitness coaching, personalized workouts, a weekly live Q&A session with the group, and more. Listeners to Fueled and Fit can get $75 off by using code ACCELERATE75. If you register before March 28th, you can save an additional $25 for a total of $100 off by using the code ACCELERATE100. For more info and all the details about the program, go to JanaeWise.com slash Accelerate. Again, that's JanaeWise.com slash Accelerate to save $100 off registration. Register by March 28th. You just need to go to JanaeWise.com slash Accelerate and use the code Accelerate100. Okay, on to the show. So this week, I this is a topic that has been on my mind, the topic of making time for a healthy lifestyle. I maybe it's because I've been dealing with this with my clients. It's it's such a normal dilemma which is, you know, just convincing people, helping people to understand that fitness is a worthwhile pursuit, that eating healthy even though it seems like an uphill battle a lot of the times, 
that it is something worthwhile. And one of the biggest obstacles I face when working with clients is is just that, is helping them to understand the importance of reframing their perspective on a healthy lifestyle. It's in, in fitness in particular. It's not when I have time, I'll work out, or when things settle down, I'll make time for my health. But rather, it should be fitness is a non-negotiable aspect of my self-care and making time to fuel myself properly with a healthy diet is just as important as taking a shower and brushing my teeth every day. I love it when I have someone come to me and say, Janae, I just want to up-level my fitness and lose 10 pounds. So for the record, 10 pounds is not a ton of weight, but if you're in that position where you just want to lose 10, 15 pounds, you're probably already in a pretty um, good spot. And this tells me that you are ahead of the curve and in more of a prevention and optimization mindset, which is awesome, but far less common. The more common occurrence is having an individual come to me who is staring down a cliff and sees a looming chronic illness diagnosis in their near future and is highly motivated to act. So unfortunately, it often takes hitting rock bottom to turn to help, help from a personal trainer, from a coach, from a spouse, just talking openly about the fact that you need help. And I want to be clear that you don't have to be 50 pounds overweight to turn to someone for help. Those individuals who might not even have any weight to lose, but just want some help and direction in their fitness journey that is, that's awesome. So I just want to be clear there, no shame in turning to a professional, someone who has more experience and know-how than you, whether it be in fitness or, you know, we go, I don't use an accountant, but many people do use an accountant for taxes. You know, you go to a lawyer for legal help. You go to a professional to help you solve a problem that you have. And that professional has expertise in that particular field. So when it comes to health and fitness, no shame whatsoever in going to a personal trainer or a coach and saying, hey, I need some help with fat loss. I want to gain muscle, whatever the particular goal may be that applies to um, the realm of a personal trainer or a certified nutrition coach. All right. So I actually have clients, like I said, like my most motivated clients are those who have truly hit rock bottom with their diet and fitness and their health. And while being has suffered greatly as a result, and it's it's heartbreaking. I have clients who will lose their job if they don't lose weight or can't pass their fitness test. Now I'm in the military world and the military is one of those employers who they can fire you if you fail to meet the fitness requirements, which includes a fitness test as well as a waist to height guideline. 
I've worked with clients 40, 50, 90 pounds overweight who have gotten to the point where they can't move freely anymore and life is just not fun. They have joint pain, back pain. They can't perform basic day-to-day activities like sitting on the floor and getting up without help. And often they see a chronic health condition such as diabetes, hypertension, or stroke just around the corner, and it's, it's really scary to them. I don't want this to be you. If this is you, I'm here to help. There are people that are here to help. And I want you to know that there's hope. So this whole episode is about hopefully empowering you helping you know that there's a better way and that you can change and that change is absolutely possible. But maybe you're one of those outliers, if you're still here, that is already very committed to your health and you've got your nutrition down. You are a pro at daily movement, which includes resistance training and getting your steps in. And if this is you, This episode will feel very much like an old hat and I'm preaching to the choir and I'm proud of you. I still think you'll find some helpful tidbits if you want to continue listening, but I really want to talk personally to that individual who wants to make time for fitness and their health. So we do have those individuals who are already kind of a pro at fitness. Those are your personal trainers. Those are your gym junkies. Those are the people going to group exercise, you know, classes on a daily basis. But in my experience, most people, the general population is on the opposite side of the spectrum. And these people need a little convincing that fitness is for them that they are worth the effort and that working on improvements in diet and overall fitness is a worthwhile endeavor. I think a lot of times we just see these things as so far out of reach, especially if you do have a significant amount of weight to lose and moving is just not very enjoyable, maybe even walking on the treadmill. I have a client who has a lot of weight to lose and right now this individual cannot even walk on a treadmill. Um, because they're over the weight limit for the treadmill. So, you know, we're all at different places. And for me, I just want to help you understand that no matter where you are, you can work on your fitness and you you can improve and it's 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 worth the effort. And I think for most people, they understand the logic behind behind why you exercise. I mean, some of my heaviest clients in terms of the the amount of weight that they would like to lose or really that they need to lose in order to get back into a healthier range, they actually know a lot about nutrition and they know a lot about dieting and they've read a lot of diet books and it's almost too much information. Some of it's bad information. But I don't think the problem here is lack of information. Information can be health, health helpful. But um, again, I think for most people, they understand the logic behind it and would nod their head in agreement and say, well, yes, of course, exercise is worthwhile. Taking time to eat well is worthwhile. But then when it comes to their own self 
it's very hard to put that knowledge into practice for so many reasons. And, you know, you just have to say, okay, why is this? Why is it so hard to put that knowledge into practice into your personal life? And I think for most people, especially moms, just speaking from personal experience, they're just so busy taking care of everyone else's needs that they have very little time to address their own. And while this may seem like the right and logical and good thing to do, I'm here to say to all my mamas out there, especially moms of young kids, your kids will grow up before you know it. And you need to take care of you for a number of reasons. But one reason that I want to bring up right now is this, when your kids are grown and gone, what will you be left with in terms of your health? And what investments have you put in over the years to ensure that when you are an empty nester, which will come before you know it, um, what will you be left with? Will you be vibrant and be able to continue an active lifestyle because you've made that a priority throughout the years? Will you have your health or will you be in a position where you have to put, where you have put exercise and diet on the back burner for 20 or 25 years because you were too busy taking care of your kids and you're now in a position that that your your overall health reflects that neglect. I I'm here to say you can take care of yourself. You can make time for exercise. You can make time to eat well without compromising your role as a mother, an employee or a boss, a wife, or any other particular role or responsibility you may have. In fact, if you make time to take care of yourself, you will be in a better position to serve and contribute in all other capacities. So let's break it down. What does taking care of yourself look like? Consider that you have 168 hours in a week. I am asking you to take five hours out of your week and devote that to structured exercise. If you are brand, brand new to exercise, I'll I'll give you a little bit of a, a break and and cut that in half and say two and a half hours out of your week. And this should include some resistance training, some mobility work like stretching or yoga, as well as cardiovascular training, which could be running, it could be going to a Zumba class, it could be just walking. Further, I'd like you to spend two to four hours on food, meaning shopping, meal prepping, and preparing food. If you have the means, you obviously can hire some of this out, but if you're like me and budget conscious as well as actually like to cook, I recommend making most of your meals if possible. And you can include your family members, your your children if they're old enough. Obviously, if you just have a baby, they're not going to be too helpful. But even kids as young as two or three can be in the kitchen with you and 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 help you and maybe you know it's going to take more time with them there than it would if they weren't there but if you train them young and part of that is just having them watch you cook then they will grow up to help be be good helpers in the kitchen and I have experienced that in my own family with my kids 
So between formal exercise and meal preparation, including shopping, we're up to about nine hours of your 168 hours, leaving you with 159 hours. Obviously, you need to sleep and you should be getting seven to eight hours of sleep most nights. So that drops you down to roughly 104 hours a week. If you meditate daily, which I highly recommend, you know, just five to 10 minutes. I I don't even meditate. I meditate for about three minutes every morning is what I have time for, or rather I've made time for. That will drop you down to about 103 hours, 103 hours to do the rest of life. But here's where the magic comes in. Because you're getting proper sleep, nutrition, and exercise, those 103 hours are worth much more because you'll have more energy, greater stamina, and overall better quality of life. So you'll be able to do more in the time that you have left. Now is actually a good time to mention my episode on self-care. In episode number three, why you should care about self-care, I discuss why taking care of you is pretty important. Check it out. Give it a listen if you haven't yet. Okay. But Janae, I really don't have time, you say. I get it. You are taking care of kids, working, you have a home to manage, and or are dealing with huge life curveballs like divorce, career change, a move, new baby, family drama, chronic illness with either yourself or family members, teenagers, which I have worked with clients who are dealing with like suicidal teenagers, teenagers who are addicted to drugs, any number of really hard and legitimate things. And I want you to know, I understand life is super duper hard. And I don't want you to think that I don't understand or I'm downplaying these issues. They are real and they will be consistent until the day you die in terms of there will always be something So I, and I know if you're a mom, especially listening and you, you're going to have mom guilt for, for sure. I mean, I know I do. Most of the moms that I talk to have some sort of mom guilt and you have mom guilt about not being on the PTA, not hand sewing your kids' Halloween costumes. I don't have that one. I did that one year and it was, it was way too much work homeschooling or feeling like you should be homeschooling, or maybe you are homeschooling and feeling like you're doing a super crap job or volunteering, you know, maybe you feel like you should be volunteering for your son's whatever club or your daughter's Girl Scout troop. So how can you add the extra burden of trying to make diet and exercise a priority? This is such a real thing. I mean, I've had so many conversations with people, a lot of them women, just saying, I just can't add one more thing to my life. Having to worry about eating healthier, fitting in exercise, that is just the straw that's going to break the camel's back. And I I understand and I get it. And part of the problem is I think that people have this conception of what exercise should look like. And do I want you to be doing 60 straight minutes at the gym every day? Oh, that'd be amazing. But I realize that this is life and we have to, you know, roll with the punches and we have to be creative and we have to make things scalable and doable. So, you know, I can't, again, I can't reiterate this enough. You may be able to put off taking care of yourself for a while, but there will come a time when neglecting yourself will come back to bite you in the butt. Excuse my language. 
it's like not paying off your credit card in full every month. You can continue to accrue debt, but the time will come when that card is maxed out and you've you got to face the music and you have to pay off that debt. I would much prefer that you face the music now so that you can enjoy life to its fullest now rather than wait 5, 10, 15 years down the road in your mobility, your stamina, and your overall health is shot or, you know, it's been greatly diminished due to neglecting making health a priority. So, Again, I'm going to take a moment here and just, you know, make it very clear. I don't have these expectations that you're spending 12 hours in a gym every week. Minimum two and a half hours a week if you're new to exercise. And it does not have to be at a gym. It can be 100% outside. It can be YouTube workouts. It can be going to a yoga studio. It can be a lot of different things. But... If you're new to exercise, I want you to start small and doable, and we're going to get into that. So how and when to get started. I have had many people recently, in particular, reach out to me and say, I'm really interested in working with you, but now is not a good time because of X, Y, or Z. And I often kind of wonder, like, why are these people reaching out to me and just to tell me that they actually can't work with me right now? Or like... I think you're a good idea, Janae. Like, I'd like to work with you, but like, it just doesn't fit in my lifestyle. Like, I appreciate, like, hey, I'm I'm happy to hear from anyone at any time if it's positive and nice and kind. <laughs> and or or things like, I'll be ready to work with you once all my kids are in school, or once I'm done with blank, then I'll be ready to hire a coach. Then I'll be ready to work with you. While I totally respect your ability to make judgments about your personal capabilities and your ability to commit, we all have constraints on our time. I get that. I just want to say with all the compassion and understanding of my mama heart, there is no, quote, perfect time to get started on a healthy lifestyle. There will always be family drama. There will always be that big vacation coming up health issues and sickness with either yourself or family members, and stress from life and work. Expect these things to cycle in and out of your life on a very consistent basis. If you're waiting for these things to disappear before you, quote, really commit to making a healthy lifestyle a priority, truthfully, it won't ever happen. I'm sad to break it to you. It just won't. Going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, I'd like you to consider shifting your paradigm from a healthy lifestyle is something I'll commit to once the time is right or once I quote have more time to healthy habits are something I do every day regardless of my children's moods, the weather, my finances, what's going on in Ukraine, (laughs) my spouse's support or lack thereof, where you live, or any number of variables. And I don't want to sound harsh, but as your loving and caring coach, I want to say you will have time when you make time. If it is a priority for you, you will make time. And I'm so proud of my clients. I have one client right now who 
She's getting a master's degree. And this is not a competition. This is not meant to make you feel bad personally because you're not doing this. But just to just to kind of just say, hey, this lady's rocking it. Like she's getting a master's degree. She's working full time, I think maybe 30 hours a week. She has five younger children. She does have a spouse who supports her in her endeavors, which is awesome. But she and her spouse are making it to the gym five days a week right now. And she has days that she doesn't always get there. But I'm just really proud of this particular client. And I have others who have just made me really proud because I know that it's not always easy to make the fitness and the nutrition a priority, but they, they do. All right, because I like to give you advice coupled with doable action steps, I have five ways to make time for a healthy lifestyle. Most of these are nutrition, or I'm sorry, are fitness exercise based, but the last tip is nutrition based. So first, I want you to make your exercise regimen scalable, meaning instead of saying I'm going to exercise 60 minutes every day, six to seven days a week, no matter what. Instead, say, I am going to exercise every day for a minimum of 10 minutes. If you can do that more than that on a given day, amazing. But 10 minutes for most people is is doable. If you can't do 10 minutes of something, even if it's just crunches or push-ups, you know, on your bedroom floor at night, you know, I just have to say, let's let's talk priorities. Let's talk rearranging your day. So a lot of times, again, we think that we have to commit to these hour and a half chunks where we can go to the gym. And while that's awesome, it's just not true. You can break it up into small walks throughout the day, for example. You can do 20 or 30 minutes of strength training at home in the morning instead of, you know, 60 minutes at the gym, which if you have to drive to the gym... And then spend 60 minutes there plus a shower that could easily take an hour depending on where your, or I'm sorry, two hours depending on where your gym is. I'm giving you permission to make your exercise goals super duper easy to start and very doable. Like, like I said, especially if you're new to exercise, that is so key right there. James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, teaches the importance of standardizing habits before you optimize, meaning before you hone in on the nitty gritty ways of getting the most effective training possible, just start by focusing on establishing a consistent habit of exercise, even if it's only five to 15 minutes a day. If you're just starting out, I recommend listening to my interview with Joe Chumley, episode number 17. He gives some great pointers and tips for newbies, including starting out small. Tip number two, if you're on a tight budget or if you're very budget conscious, which I have always been a budget conscious person, I would love to charge almost nothing for my services and for my group training. But the reality is, is you put your money where your mouth is. So my most committed clients are the ones who pay the whole lump sum up front. And, you know, I found that charging, you know, 
helping people for free doesn't really work when it comes to especially fat loss clients and, and personal training clients because people really don't value free. And of course, this podcast is free and I'm, I'm happy to, to share this information with you for free. But that's just kind of keep that in mind. But I understand, you know, I've, like I said, we've always been budget conscious and on a tighter budget. And so if you're on a tight budget, look for free or very low cost ways to exercise. YouTube is an amazing free resource. It can be overwhelming because really there are so many good fitness channels. I have a YouTube channel. It's just my name, Janae Wise. And that offers mostly short format workouts, including some yoga and strength training. Because it's a newer channel, I don't have the variety or the amount that a lot of other channels do. I do my own editing. I do my best, but really, there are some really high quality, professionally edited uh, channels that do some amazing workouts. Carolyn Gervin is one that I that I recommend for strength training. She has just a wealth of, of, of videos. I mean, just, I don't know, maybe even thousands by now. She's only been around a couple of years, but she churns out workouts, I feel like, almost on a daily basis. So for yoga, I recommend Yoga in Melbourne. I just really like her style. She's, she's professional. She's not super duper chatty. I'm actually, some people might find me too chatty when I do yoga. I'm not sure. But I, I really like her, and I will link to their channels in the show notes. All you need to work out at home is a set of light dumbbells to start, and then as you progress, you, you'll you want to add to your home gym as your budget allows. Obviously, a yoga mat's a really nice touch, but even a yoga mat, you don't have to have. One of the best forms of exercise is walking, and sure, you can buy a treadmill, which costs money. You can get fancy walking shoes but you don't even need those things. You can just start by moving your legs. Go outside and walk in your yard, walk your neighborhood, go to a park and do your walking, go to the mall. If you have kiddos, I used to do this all the time in the winter. I'd put my kiddos in, uh, we had a triple stroller at the time. This was my when my three older kids were really little. And I'd put them in the triple stroller and I'd go walking for like an hour. And some I'd we take little breaks where I'd get them out of the stroller and let them run around for a little bit. But that was a great way to kind of um, circumvent the bad weather, get some steps in, get out of the house. So, you know, if if weather, if getting out of your house is an issue, you can do a walking workout at home on, on YouTube, actually. Jessica Smith, I'm sure so many other people as well, if you just get on YouTube and search walking workouts. Um, but Jessica Smith has some free walking workouts that you can do in your living room. I'll put the link in the show notes. So that's number two. Number three, think about ways that you can simplify your life. What are the things, the activities chores and to-dos that could be scaled back, that could be assigned, you know, out like given to a spouse, children, a child, um, or maybe they just need to be eliminated. I talked a little bit about this in my self-care episode. I also in my, uh, which was episode number three, my episode with Brian Anderson, we and there was a part one and a part two. I'm not sure, can't remember exactly if it was part one or part two, but we did talk about this idea of being busy and just how 
a lot of the things, especially for moms, we've kind of put on ourselves as these expectations that keep us really busy. Like, for example, throwing really elaborate birthday parties. And I mentioned that, you know, I don't I don't do those for my kids. Uh, we, we try to make their birthday very special, but we do it in simple, low-cost ways so we don't rent out a facility. I typically don't. Each kid usually gets one or two big birthdays when they're younger where they can invite some friends over. But typically, it's more of a family event where we make a homemade cake and um, we let them choose the dinner that they want. But we keep it pretty low-cost, low-key and we do a lot of homemade stuff. So that's one way that I have scaled back or kind of simplified. So again, I recommend listening to episode number three on self-care and then making a list of ways that you can reduce the non-essentials in your life. And that will free up some time to, to, to focus on your healthy lifestyle. All right, number four. This might be a touchy one. I want you to get your workout in before you do Netflix or social media, or here's an idea, you can combine the two. So I had a client recently tell me that they didn't have time to get to the gym that week, yet they did have time nearly every night to binge watch Netflix for a couple of hours because they were, quote, so stressed out. If you haven't gotten your steps in for the day or made time to exercise in any meaningful way, you're really, on most days, I realize there are going to be some exceptions to this because you're just, you know, you just have a day that goes really sideways. But if all of your days are going sideways 90% of the time, I'd say let's reassess our life. <laughs> but you, if you haven't gotten any exercise or your steps in, you really have no business sitting on the couch for a couple of hours, staying up way too late, and then complaining that you just don't have time to exercise. So here's a tip. If Netflix is your jam, I highly recommend investing in a treadmill. It doesn't have to be a brand new treadmill. You can get a used treadmill or a stationary bike. And whenever you want to plop down on the couch and watch your show, do it while using the treadmill or a bike. Now you've, if you've already worked out for the day or you have your 10,000 steps, then enjoy your couch time. Relax. We all need that decompression time. But I don't really buy the argument if, you know, if you're spending 10 hours a week on Netflix, yet you say you don't have time to exercise. I just, there's a little bit of a disconnect and I just want to point that out. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention social media. How much time do you spend each day just scrolling social media? Now, maybe you're waiting in your kid's school pickup line what when you when you do most of your scrolling or you're at a doctor's office or standing in line somewhere like at a post office or something like that. But how often are you just sitting on your couch scrolling? So a few thoughts. Maybe you could cut back on daily scroll time. That's that's one option. You can install an app or if you have an iPhone, you can set a daily time limit on your social media use. This can instantly free up more time to spend on self-care, on a healthy lifestyle. If you have a treadmill, you can create social media scroll time when you're on it so you can get your steps in while you do that thing that you want to do. If you work from home, I also highly recommend a treadmill and then purchasing a desk attachment to turn it into a walking desk. And I know all of these things cost money, but think of all the money that you spend on various things. This is for your health. This is really 
research has shown that increasing your daily movement, specifically through increasing your steps, lowers all sorts of risk factors. It increases your total daily energy expenditure, your TDEE, which everyone could benefit from that because it'll help fat make fat loss easier, help make weight maintenance easier. So you don't have to work for, you don't have to do your work like on a laptop, you know, on your desk uh, treadmill for hours on end. Um, some people do and they go like at a 0.5 speed. That's a bit too slow for me. I prefer to do like two hours of work at a 2.0 speed and then I get something like, you know, 10 to 15,000 steps in just two hours. So it's nice because I get my steps in and I get work in. It's a win-win. Okay. And actually, um, so I did buy my walking treadmill recently. And ever since, I just keep thinking, why didn't I do this sooner? I've been thinking about it for years, but just thinking, ah, I can't justify the expense. I can go walking outside. But for as busy as I am and as much work as I do now on my laptop, it has made it so worth it to get a walking desk, which is just a treadmill with a desk attachment. So number five, we're down to number five. We're almost done. Hang with me. If you're still here, way to go. Number five, this last tip deals with nutrition. I'm a big, big advocate of eating whole foods, mostly or all plant foods uh, as much as possible. But I have worked with enough clients to know that you don't have to eat perfectly to improve your diet. You don't have to cut out all sugars, all processed things and go vegan to lose weight or improve your health. You certainly can if you'd like to and if you want to and if that's you know, the direction that you want to go is all in. But the all or nothing mentality usually causes paralysis in most people. And it's just too steep. The learning curve is just too steep to go from standard American diet to completely different way of eating. So I recommend incremental change. Incremental change over time is likely the better option for most. And you're moving towards a more whole foods plant-based approach. That doesn't mean that you're going to become vegetarian or vegan. It just means that you're moving towards this place where you're eating a lot of vegetables, fruits, whole foods, whole grains, and it doesn't have to be wheat. You know, it could include brown rice and quinoa and sweet potatoes and potatoes and other healthy starches which a starch is just a complex carbohydrate, a whole complex carbohydrate. So if you're just overwhelmed by the thought of having to completely overhaul your diet overnight, I recommend listening to episode number 14 of the Fueled and Fit podcast, Three Easy Ways to Improve Your Nutrition Today. In that episode, I offer three easy actionable steps you can take today to eat better. You'll have to listen to that episode to see what those three things are, but I recommend that you listen to it. Okay, so to recap, here are the five ways that you can make more time for a healthy lifestyle. First, make your exercise scalable. Work on standardizing the habit before you optimize it. Number two, don't let cost be a barrier. Look for low cost or free ways to exercise, including walking and YouTube home workouts. Number three, think about ways you can simplify your life to create more time for healthy habits. 
Number four, get your workout in before you allow yourself to watch Netflix at night or get on social media. Or you can combine the two by watching shows or scrolling while walking on a treadmill or track. And number five, incremental change to your nutrition over time will likely yield better results than an all or nothing approach. Those podcast episodes that I referenced and the YouTube channels that I recommended, I will include all of that in the show notes. All right, that's it for today's show. I want you to know that there's always hope. There's always room for growth and change. I don't believe in changing through fear, shame, or guilt. I believe in changing through uh, knowledge, through being empowered through realizing that you have the power to choose. I believe in you and know that if you make your health a priority, just like any good investment, you will reap the many benefits of doing so. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving a rating and review as well as sharing the show with a friend or sharing on social media. You can do both. It helps others learn about the show and I really appreciate your kindness and taking the time to do so. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or joining my Accelerate group training program, you can get more details by going to my website, JanaeWise.com. Again, my next Accelerate eight-week session will begin April 17th. As mentioned previously, you can get $100 off if you register before March 28th by going to JanaeWise.com Accelerate and using code Accelerate 100. Again, that's JanaeWise.com slash Accelerate. Next week, I'll be back with another episode where we'll talk all about calorie tracking. Should you do it? Or are there better, more effective ways to lose and or maintain your weight? In the meantime, keep moving, keep working on those goals. And remember, you are worth it, mama.